Welcome to the Healing Ninjas Podcast, a space dedicated to highlighting the healing stories of everyday people. This podcast is not a replacement for professional support. This podcast may contain content that may be graphic, violent, or traumatic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. The goal of sharing these stories is to help you, the listener, hear how people have struggled in various ways and the steps they have taken to become healing ninjas, individuals who are seeking to master the art of healing. Healing is not a linear process. We all have our ups and downs. This podcast aims to create a brave space for people to share and learn from one another. I'm your host, Hernan Carvente Martinez. Welcome to the Healing Ninjas community. Hey everyone, it's Hernan. Really excited to be recording the very first episode of the Healing Ninjas podcast. Um, really excited to be here with Cindy Avila, who was one of the first few people to sign up to be a part of the podcast. And I'm just really excited to be in this space with her because she's been really supportive of the platform from the beginning and has just been an awesome hermana to get to know and, and be connected to. So thank you so much, Cindy, for, for being a part of this. Yes, no, thank you. I'm so honored and excited to have such an important conversation with you today. I appreciate you. I want to just kind of, you know, dive right into it and, and you know, let our people know that part of the goal of this podcast um, is to create a space for people like Cindy and others to really share their journeys of healing and also talk about some of the very important challenges, but also the wins and some of the tools that they have used to really be successful at that journey and really overcome some of the challenges. And so... I'm going to really give Cindy more um, a lot of space to just share that. And so if you could, Cindy, could you just share with everybody um, a little bit about you, some of the experiences that you've uh, gone through in life, and also just why you signed up or why, you know, healing is so important to you? Yes, definitely. Um, well, I have been on this journey um, more intentionally since I really became radicalized and politicized. Um, at a young age and, you know, growing up in this country as an undocumented person kind of forces you to be on this path because of all the systemic violence that's inflicted into to our communities. And so, um, you know, just understanding more of my roots, understanding um, the ways in which my community and various communities are displaced uh, to this country was really eye-opening for me. Um, you know, once I, I discovered that I was undocumented at elementary, I believe I was in second or third grade. Mm. Um, so th that was like a very vivid memory of just understanding that I knew healing was necessary for me to really grapple with trying to live um, in this country and trying to navigate uh, the structures of the society through, you know, knowing that my situation with my family and other community members uh, were going to be different. Mm. And when you talk about so, that experience so. of being, you know, um, I sort of I'm really picking up on those identities. Cindy, can you dive deep into how, you know, that came about? And I know that you've mentioned being politicized and, did that come through education? Did that come through conversations that you had in the community? Like, how did that happen? Yeah. Um, well, 
just going back to, to that story, um, it really just came out of a, a question that one of like my friends, you know, uh, asked me at the playground, just like, Hey, you know, my family and I are going to go to Mexico this summer. You know, what about, what about your family? And then she just asked me like, the, you know, does your family have papers? And I was like, I was like, what does she mean, papers? Like, does she mean like school papers? Because we all have papers, <laughs> you know. So I went back and I and I had that conversation with my mom, um, and that that was like really eye opening for me. And um, I gotta say, like that that did make me more aware. Uh, but I think I was able to better understand it and be more committed to liberation efforts um, and intersectional. Um, struggle when I, I was in high school it really started off of like my curiosity and passion um for for the environment um for just human rights and and animal rights and so um i i've always been a really avid reader and so i you know studied up on like what you know why, why are people vegetarians or <laughs> what's this whole veganism thing you know because i grew up in a predominantly um, Latinx community and nobody, like, you know, um, really identified with, with that or really had a lot of information about that. So, um, as I, I dug more into that, I, I was able to interconnect my, my struggles, right? Like a lot of, for instance, a lot of like workers that work in, um, slaughterhouses are undocumented, are immigrant workers that mm. are working under really inhumane conditions and that is connected to how animals are also treated in, mm. in those slaughterhouses and in that industry. And so uh, being able to be politicized through literature and through just reaching out to grassroots um, organizations um, beyond my community at a very young age um, really um, enabled me to be committed to, to that struggle and then be a lot more active with like Mecha and other like student groups um, in high school and um, how that evolved uh, mm. once I got into um, my undergrad and um, majoring in women, gender and sexuality studies really gave me that deeper lens into understanding um, feminism and um, just more of like that historical sense of, of struggle. So that what that combines that politi political education connected with like my well-being because through the work of you know Andre Lord and Bell yeah. Hook yes Andre which are, right amazing like black like queer uh, women they um, well Andre, Andre Lord is uh, but the, the their message was that you know in order for us to to be in this work of, of liberation and of struggle, we have to make sure that we're we're taking care of ourselves. And a quote that really stands out to me is uh, when Andre Lord says, uh, caring for myself is not self-indulgence, it is self-preservation. Yes. And that is an act of political warfare. Yes. So just tying that in and being like, oh my gosh, if, if I'm committed to making sure that our communities are free, I also have to be committed that my spirit and my um, ability to, to take care of myself is, is also aligned with that. Mm. Cindy, 
that that quote um, you recently for for people you know who are listening, uh, Cindy shared with me uh, an article, and I had you know kind of followed up on it and and found that uh, quote along with a recent IG live that you did where I heard it again, and you know I've I've been really thinking about that in my own personal work and my journey and. You know, as, as I've been crafting sort of what the vision for Healing Ninjas is, I've, I've been thinking a lot about that, right? How do we honor that self-care journey for us uh, while still doing this work and not feeling guilty when we actively do that, right? When we take care of ourselves, what are some ways that you do that? You know, um, I think people out there sometimes uh, just feel like slowing down or taking a break um, is, is something shameful or like you need you can't do that because there's so much work to get done. How do you do that or how do you balance that for yourself? Yeah, well, I think about it like in different areas. So for me, it's not just like one path, but it's more so, you know, how am I in relationship with my body, uh, with my mind, with my spirit, um, to just to really be connected to, to my whole self, right? And, and the multifacetedness that we all have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also like connected to, to everything else because I feel that that's, what's been so powerful about the teachings of Andre Lord and Bell Hooks, um, because we can't do this work in isolation. And even though we, we do have to do some self-care work, um, on our own in terms of like maybe reflecting or, um, whatever it is that you, that you need to, to, to do, um, it's also a ripple effect in terms of, um, taking care of community, right, in terms of building beloved community um, because we're all connected in that way. And so some of the things that have been really helpful to me um, has been to engage in the meditation practice. And mm-hmm. um, I don't necessarily, like, strive to, you know, be in the um, monk pose, like, you know, the, the typical, like, image of what it is to meditate right. and so forth. Um, I think meditation can come in so many forms. Um, so uh, even if I um, I only do one minute uh, some days or other days I can do up to, like, 15 or 30 minutes, mm. um, I I allow myself grace. And I'm like, hey, if, if that's what I needed for that day and that's what I was able to just focus on, of quiet time, then, then that's okay. Mm. Um, free writing, um, has also been super helpful as just being in communication with, with self and not having to edit, just like write, writing whatever comes to your mind and then coming back to it, um, and being like, Oh my gosh, like I was able to like really process things without second guessing or overthinking it because I just kind of laid it all out. Um, and so I think that another, another thing that's been super helpful and that I just been recently, um, engaged in has been, uh, healing circles or healing, um, communities. Mm. And that's something that has been so beautiful and powerful. Um, I just recently started one with, um, a bunch of, um, amigas and, uh, it's like a Zoom type of situation because of the pandemic, but, we meet every Sunday, and it's an affinity group of um, BIPOC, so Black, Indigenous, um, you know, women of color. Uh, also, it's a, a very uh, queer space as well. And uh, we just talk about, you know, ways in which we're uh, developing um, a better a perception or expanding our perceptions on 
what does it mean to have a healthy relationship when our, with our, within ourselves? And how does looking at a trauma really inform the ways in which we can give ourselves grace, the ways in which we can continue to be on that path of, of healing? Mm. Is the space open for other amigas that may want to join that, you know, that heard about it today and, and want to actively join? Yeah, that would be that would be wonderful. I mean, definitely. Um, you know, we we are really welcoming and um, be happy to expand that. Um, we just started, so we're like on our we're going on to our third week. But um, I definitely recommend to even if if you know you just have like a couple of amigas and you kind of want to like just have a check in conversation to also do that within like you know, um, various communities that, that you belong to, because I think that that's the beauty of like being in, um, affinity spaces is that mm-hmm. you don't have to explain your experiences because that's what's shared. Right. And so it's more so being able to like process together, um, and knowing that you're not alone, like even if we physically are, um, because of, um, all the chaos, um, that's going on around us, um, you know, just having something to to look forward to and knowing that um, miles or viruses can't keep um, us from from healing um, and sure. creating a better world. For sure. And, you know, one of the things that I'm realizing as we're talking, you know, you, you sound like you're really centered, like you have all of these practices in place. And, and you know, I'm sure that when people listen they're going to be like, wow, Cindy, like, I, I would love to know who Cindy is, right? And and connect with her. And she already has these spaces that she's forming. Were there ever moments uh, in your journey where it wasn't all, you know, sort of at this place where you're at now, where you have all of these practices? And if, and if you'd be willing to share a little bit of like maybe one of those moments where it felt like that, right? Where it was not so bright and it was not so um, positive, but maybe it was gloomy and some of that piece, um, and how you overcame that or, or what were some of the things that sort of spun from that um, to get to where you are now? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and, you know, also as a disclaimer, like it, it may seem that I have this whole process and structure, but, you know, as everybody, we all have our good days and our bad days. And um, I think something that really will help me and like just be more committed to not just not only be committed, but just to have um, more awareness as to like, what, what is it that I need was um, better understanding my relationship to anxiety. Mm. Um, Growing up, you know, I did, I didn't really realize that I grew up with anxiety because it was just so normalized, you know, like, and it took me going to therapy. It took me, um, having panic attacks and really navigating like this horrible, you know, feeling, um, that anxiety gives you and feelings that anxiety gives you to really be like, wow, like this is something that is like the head's creeped up. Like it can no longer be considered normal because I, this does not feel normal in any shape or form. Mm. Um, and so I think it was just like a moment in my life, um, years like a couple years ago where um it was a very big transitional period like I was you know um going to school full-time working full-time I had just started a new career and you know um I had um I was leaving a toxic relationship 
and everything just seemed to have like just it was crumbling and my anxiety just peaked over and I, I had like a couple of like panic attacks wait and panic attacks that I have never experienced like mm. I wasn't able to do anything because I just I thought that I was gonna die like it felt horrible and mm. So um, I had gone to therapy off and on um, to really try to like heal from childhood trauma and also the systemic trauma of being in this country as an undocumented person, as a mujer, you know, dealing with patriarchy and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think just being able to have a conversation with not only my therapist, but also members of my support system, my siblings, who I love so much and you know, um, I consider my best friends, um, and being like, you know, um, this is something that is, is not my fault. You know, um, Mm -hmm. have having anxiety is part of the coping mechanisms that a lot of us, um, have to deal with because of so many injustices and so many, so much trauma that's inflicted on us, um, at a very young age because of, of it being generational, right. Of knowing, that like various forms of violence um, stem um, through various upbringings of, of our grandparents and and so forth. And so I think just knowing that um, remo- removing anxiety isn't necessarily going to happen from like meditation, meditation or going to therapy every week, but just knowing that I can better my relationship with anxiety and that even in my tough days, I know that it's it, it's going to pass, and that experience or that horrible feeling is going to let me know what it is that I need mm-hmm. to continue to take care of my body, of my mind, of my spirit, and to know that it's okay to be vulnerable because vulnerability is strength, and that. Yes. I can reach out to, to my homegirls. I can reach out to some of my homeboys. I can reach out to, to people that I trust and let them know, like, hey, like, I'm, I'm having a hard time with this. You know, like, what are ways in which you've been able to manage the, the things that you struggle with? Because I, I can tell you that there's no person on this earth does not have um, any type of like relationship with mental health or mm-hmm. um, any struggles with emotional and uh, mental well-being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whether it's a positive or negative relationship to our mental health, right? Like there is, there are layers to that that you're already getting at and unpacking. And first and foremost, just thank you, and I want to honor you for just being open to sharing that piece around anxiety and. I also struggled with that for for a very long time. I still do. I was feeling anxious up until even like hearing your voice on the other side of this line Um, and and just realizing that, you know, creating this platform is creating an opportunity for us to not just share the gems that you already shared with some of the authors like Andre Lord or um, Bell Hooks and, you know, or some of the tools that you already shared around meditation, free writing, healing circles. Like these are already gems that are in this first episode, right? And I want people to understand that the work that we're talking about here that Cindy's talking about, like she's talking about it from a very personal perspective. And that personal piece is, is what I'm hoping we continue to elevate. And, you know, people people ask, you know, all the time, like, how 
do you go about healing? And, you know, Cindy just hit, hit it right on the head, which is we we don't. We just kind of find this moment where we we learn things, we we connect with the right communities, we take that initial step. But why healing is so important, I think, is is really a question that everybody has. Like, why why should I engage in healing? Right? Like, why why is that something that is important for myself, listening, my community? And and what would you answer to that question, Cindy? Why is healing important for us as people, but also for our communities? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it reminds me of, of another quote as well um, that Bell Hooks um, has, and she says, the personal is political. Mm. And I think that when we're able to show up for ourselves, when we're able to be nurturing and gracious with ourselves, that gives us a better structure to be able to do that with with others and also with every living thing and, and that we coexist with, right? Um, and also, I really see it as an abolitionist practice. Um, I One of the other roles that I have is uh, I'm an educator, and um, I, I'm an abolitionist educator. And so I'm really intentional about finding ways in which we can continue to support our most marginalized communities, where we can continue to uh, raise um, our voices and also, like, our, our really rich histories. You know, because in in a process of healing, we're never alone. Mm. We have our ancestors. We have yes. um, so many examples of freedom fighters that have been able to defy uh, great odds, um, you know, that have really helped us to get to where we're at and to really um, elevate our uh, collective consciousness as to why isn't it so important to have... Um, well-being and uh, mental health as, as something as critical as we would for any other, you know, body part that mm-hmm. we have or any other important issue within our society. Mm-hmm. And so I think that being able to redefine that and being able to be on that journey, it creates a pathway that liberates us all, um, you know, in an internal way and then also in an external way to um, be able to live in a world without oppressive structures mm. and be able to reclaim our, our right to happiness. Mm. Cindy, for, for people who maybe have never heard the term abolition before, can you define that in, in the most sort of short way possible that people could understand? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so ab- being an abolitionist basically means being able to uh, co-create a world in which we don't have systems of domination. And those mm-hmm. systems of domination are white supremacist, patriarchal, homophobic, transphobic, um, you know, isms, right? Mm-hmm. Where we we can live our authentic selves. Uh, we can uh, live peacefully. We can live with dignity, with justice, just as you know, as we are, you know, mm-hmm. with our beautiful differences and our um, multifaceted identities and knowing that there's a better way of living outside of capitalism. Um, there's a better way of living outside of all of these gender norms that are so restrictive to, you know, really expressing who we are. Um, and so uh, it's, it's a pathway towards liberation. It's a, yes. path, it's a pathway towards freedom. 
Yes. Thank you, Cindy. That that definition, y'all, is is the real deal right there. Oftentimes I, I only get stuck in the silo of prison abolition because that's that's the work that I've done. And I want to be mindful that again, abolition, as Cindy just defined it, it, it you know, brings in so many of the issues that overlap with why even healing in and of itself is is hard to talk about because, you know, we all have these different um, identities or or dominant systems that exist within the world around us. And sometimes those very things are the things that are making it impossible for us to have these genuine conversations around healing. And Cindy, thank you for for sharing that because it's really important for people to understand that that's the why, right? Why we're here, why we're trying to have these conversations and why Cindy's having, you know, her own groups with her amigas. And we're trying to just co-create spaces that are, brave for all of us to be able to go and and for us to all be able to feel comfort in sharing these stories. And Cindy, are there other things that you would want to share with people who are going to listen to this episode? And some, some are going to be, you know, maybe already on that path of healing and are just tuning in because they would like to learn how others are going about it. Others might be hesitant right now, right? They might be scared or they, they might just actively be stuck in, in that decision of whether or not to lean into this journey and for some, you know, they might just, this might be the first time them hearing the term healing in general, right? And like, what does that even mean for them? Are there other gems or, or thoughts that you would share with people from all of those different spaces in any specific way? Yes, definitely. Um, well, you know, self-care is just, if, if there's the most simplest way to explain it would be, you know, the relationship that you have with yourself and then how that relationship impacts the various relationships that you have with others. And self-care is not a goal that needs to be achieved, but it's a practice. Mm. So there's no end place, you know, um, it's it's not it's not like a, a race, right? Where it's like mm-hmm. after that, you know, last mile run you're you've achieved it. You're an enlightened individual that, you know, never has to deal with a lot of other, you know, um difficult things. But it's more so uh, a process in which, you know, it really starts with baby steps and just being like examining your feelings and knowing that whatever you feel is valid and that even if you don't have like a daily practice or you just don't know what works out for you, um, knowing that you're tailoring it to what makes sense for you and that it's not a failure. You know, if, if some some days are just you just get out of bed and all you can do is just, you know, nourish yourself and just eat and you don't really have the energy or capacity to do anything else. That's self-care because you've made it through that day. Um, And uh, also it's, it's just knowing that like we, we have to unpack our trauma to be able to better that relationship with ourselves and how we show up isn't necessarily, um, something that you know it's just like a decision that we suddenly made no it's it's the you know if we've been gaslit before that's why we don't trust other people or we don't trust our own perceptions or if we've been like humiliated before uh we believe there's something inherently wrong you know mm. with with ourselves but no it's, it's it's knowing that we're able to navigate through the relationships that we have within ourselves and each other um, as we're unpacking and healing from that trauma to become better parents to ourselves. And that comes in various facets, right? It's uh, 
our body, our emotions, and our spirit. So mm. just know that you're not alone. Um, there's a lot of really amazing and free resources online. Um, I do really encourage um, affinity groups, just spaces in which you feel safe, you know, whether that be um, a cultural or um, uh, gender uh, or sexual orientation, however it is that you want to um, be um, vulnerable with people and really just speak your truth um, because there's, there's nothing to be ashamed um, about in terms of being on that journey of having a better relationship with yourself and taking care of yourself. Um, yeah, baby steps. Baby steps. I like how you're defining too the, you know, that healing healing as a term. You know, I'm I'm let's keep it real, y'all. You know, I'm putting it on and the name of the podcast, and I'm using it. You know, just like verbatim all the time, as if people understand that. But I think that definition of you know a better relationship to yourself is is a beautiful one uh, to keep from just this episode and talking to you, Cindy, because I, I I that's the goal of making sure that these episodes and these conversations are really capturing that essence that it's an individual relationship to us that we need to have that ultimately creates a ripple effect not just for our families but our comunidad and and the larger world that we're a part of and so thank you so much for sharing some of your own perspectives your own resources your own gems and are there specific ways that people can support you Cindy beyond this episode you know I'm going to make sure you know, people know some of the books that you already shared and some of the practices that you've shared on the active uh, description of this episode. But are there other ways that people can support you specifically or maybe even the groups that you're hosting on uh, every week? Um, I I think it would be great it's just if you're able to, like, just share your story and um, just as, like, a general call to, to action because that, then that's going to help all of us, really, um, is... Uh, continue to advocate and um, fight for um, undocumented community members in your area, um, in our country, um, because, you know, la lucha sigue. Um, also, let's make sure that we're there for Black Lives Matter, yes. our LGBTQ folks, because trans people and queer people have always led the way in terms of liberation efforts. And so, we need each other more than ever. And so just spread that love because that's what we need right now. We need love. Yes. Lots of love. Thank you so much, Cindy. And power to every group that you just mentioned, the identities that we all hold. And thank you so much for being a part of this first episode with me. I really appreciate you. Thank you, too. I appreciate you as well. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. And follow us at Healing Ninjas on all social media platforms. If you're interested in sharing your own story, we'd love to hear from you. Go to www.healingninjas.org and sign up to be featured. We look forward to sharing your journey next.